Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John and Dorinda Wilson. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. We are glad that you have joined us today. We're going to talk about something today that is just uh, really important, I think, in the culture that we live in. We are living in, this is a, a political season mm-hmm. in the United States. We're getting ready to elect dun, 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 a president. Uh, this only happens once every four years in this nation. And uh, so right now, we're, we're coming up on uh, trying to narrow down, I think we started out with, what, 19 or 16 Republican uh, candidates who are right. kind of vying for mm-hmm. a chance at the nomination. And we we want to address the topic today of whether or not Christians should become involved in politics. Uh, are we um, called as children of God to step in to the fray, or are we called to just stay out of it and pray? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it that uh, that God wants to, us to do? Um, joining me today and Dorinda today is our friend Connie Albers. Connie lives with her husband, a sweet, sweet man that we love. In uh, Winter Garden, Florida, for those of you who don't know where that is, it's right by Disney World. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have had the privilege of staying at Tom and Connie's home several times and love their family dearly. And Connie has quite a bit of experience in the political arena. And so we're going to take some time just talking about how uh, we've uh, been involved uh, civically with our kids, teaching our children uh, about the political process and why uh, we believe it's important to be involved or at least be informed so that we can make educated decisions when we vote mm-hmm. and why it's important to vote. So those are the things we want to talk about uh, today. Uh, before we get started, if you guys have not yet heard about Firmly Planted Family, uh, I hope that you will take the opportunity and head on over to firmlyplantedfamily.org. Firmly Planted Family is the nonprofit organization that my husband Jay and I uh, founded and have run for the last, oh my goodness. 10, um, 10 years, I guess. Um, and we just have written a Bible study for families. We have four volumes written right now. And it is a passion of ours to see parents in the word of God with their children. And you're going to hear that theme uh, today as we're mm-hmm. talking because mm-hmm. uh, we're everything we're doing, we're modeling for our kids. Whether That's we right. get involved in politics or not, we're modeling it for our kids. Whether mm-hmm. we think uh, God's word is the authority, we demonstrate that by the way we live our lives. And uh, we want to encourage you to be strong in your relationship with the Lord. You know, I believe uh, that we live in a biblically illiterate generation of believers, Mm -hmm. Uh, believers who claim the name of Jesus Christ, but don't know his word and cannot stand on it. And uh, that uh, has given way, uh, I think, to the culture that we see right now, that Mm -hmm. we are embroiled in. Mm A secular culture, largely because Christians don't know the word of God right. and have not defended it right. in the public square. Mm-hmm. And so we want to pick this conversation up today, uh, but I hope that you will head on over to firmlyplantedfamily.org and check out Firmly Planted Bible Studies. I've written several other books, and uh, some of my CDs are also available there, but I hope that you'll go over and check those out. So Connie, are you still there, my friend? Oh, I am, and I'm happy to join you on this topic. Uh, I, I think it's critical that we be not only educated in God's Word, but that we understand what's going on in the nation that we live in. While we are here, we are to make a difference, and we are to make an impact. And how we do that is very important to the, to our children and our children's children. And we often, Heidi, forget that. We mm-hmm. think that we're struggling right now. We're leaving something to our children and to mm-hmm. our children's children. Right. And inheritance. What inheritance are we leaving? And it's, you know, God's Word doesn't just talk about the monetary element. He's talking about much more than that. And so this topic, I, I know one, uh, one of the words that God has given you this, this year right now is indifference. 
And I mm-hmm. find that the Christian society has become, the community has become very indifferent on this topic. Yes. Um, maybe apathetic, maybe lethargic. But something that you said, Heidi, resonated with me, and that is some of our indifference, some of our lack of our lack of activity mm-hmm. is largely due to our incredibly super busy schedule. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, absolutely right. I agree. And you can we be over have, busy. Yeah, we don't have time to think about what a judge might do. How would they rule? How how would our city commissioner impact? How would the president or a senator or a congressman? How are they really going to impact me? Mm-hmm. 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 I think it's important too. you know, we, we've been watching, you know, uh, the debates the other day, I watched mm-hmm. the second of the Republican debates. We're getting ready to elect a president right now. And I am fascinated by the number of people that do not know the issues that we are facing. They have no, no concept of foreign policy. Mm-hmm. They don't understand mm-hmm. uh, what the Bible says about Israel right? and how important that is. And I, I am hoping, you know, I don't know about you guys, but and this is something I really want to talk about. We watch the news with our kids. Um, I'm not, you know, uh, we don't watch it 24-7, but we watch the news with our kids. We've watched the debates with them. We want them to know what's happening in the public uh, arena. And there's a question I want to throw out at you. We were just talking uh, briefly a moment ago about whether or not Christians should vote, whether or not we should get involved at all. And a, a friend of mine who I actually deeply uh, respect and admire uh, said on his Facebook page today that if his, basically, if uh, a candidate that he does not like is nominated, that he will not vote. Uh, basically, you know, he'll he'll go for a third party vote, which we know isn't isn't going to win. Right. He would he'd be essentially not voting. And so I, I challenged him on it. And I said, you know, listen, I appreciate your perspective, but I have a question for you. If uh, the, so the guy he's talking about is Donald Trump, if Donald Trump was running against uh, Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, who so Bernie Sanders is a, a, a self-avowed socialist. Am I right, Connie? I think I'm right. Yeah, he's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a socialist and Hillary Clinton, which. <laughs> I don't know what she is, but uh, and 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 you don't vote. Aren't you actually voting? Because by not voting, you're essentially giving your vote to the other side, and you're letting the greater of two evils into office. And I kind of think this is how we got Barack Obama right. into the White House: is oh, Christians yeah. who this weren't doing their homework. Yeah, Heidi, this isn't the first time we've had the Christian community say this. I mean, there've been other elections that. You know, we didn't have a staunch conservative or a, a strong Christian that was on the ticket. Mm-hmm. And the, the community stood up and said, well, you know, I'm just not going to vote. I'm going to stay home. That's exactly, mm-hmm. exactly yeah. what the other side wants you to That's do. Right. They yeah. want you to stay home. They want you to stay out of this arena. They don't want you to have an influence because they don't want your values, our values, my values, your values. Yep. Yep. And if they can tell you and make you believe that the other person is not worthy of your vote, then they can guarantee their person will win. And it doesn't matter if they're a communist, a socialist, as yep. far left, whatever they want. Yep. Uh, it doesn't matter because their side knows they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And I, my charge to you and to your audience is, no, we are not to be apathetic in this process. We are to be engaged in this process of elections because it impacts you, your children, and your children's children. Look, we're strapped with an $19 trillion debt. Who's going to pay for that? That's right. Our grandchildren are. Your children. 
Mm-hmm. Your grandchildren or our, comp- our country will implode. That's exactly and you, right. It, and by you getting down on your knees and saying, God, what do you want me to do? Use me in a way that I can make a difference. That Your difference may be different than your neighbors, mm-hmm. but your difference does matter. Your input, your engagement matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm, I'm wondering on a practical level uh, what that looks like. Uh, last month... I took my children for the very, I've never actually done this before. I've been, you know, my grand, my grandfather used to take me around, you know, door to door and we campaigned for Ronald Reagan mm. uh, in 1980 <laughs> and again in 1984. And uh, one of the great like joys of my growing up was campaigning with my grandpa. And I had my uh, Ronald Reagan button on with his cowboy hat, you know, and the whole thing. And, and, uh, and I had, you know, the bumper stickers and the whole thing. My grandfather was a pastor. Wow. And he he wanted me to know that my vote, that his vote, it was going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And if we could talk to enough people around us and we could say, hey, look, this is important. This is coming up that people would get out and vote. And they were right. My grandfather's generation, they were the ones who were going uh, door to door. And I think in this generation, I, I, um, I'm noticing a lot of parents not knowing what to do with their kids. Or they face a lot of criticism if they do get their kids involved. And right. we took our kids to uh, this Planned Parenthood protest. right. right. And you know what? I think our I think that our our protesting and all these videos are beginning to have an impact. And a woman said to me, "Why are you taking your children and putting them out in this environment? You should stay home where your children are safe." And I thought to myself, "That's the problem. That's yeah, the that's, problem." You know, that's why we see such a low voter turnout, Heidi, in that in that uh, early voting block, eighteen to twenty four. That's exactly why, because. They're not seeing a passion and an intensity and a priority with their family. They're just thinking, well, we should just stay home. One of the things you mentioned, you know, what did we do? When my kids were really young, even in strollers, and I used to have them in the, in the sling on my, you know, up on uh, the carrier. And so I would take them. We would go out to the polls. We would go out uh, to campaign. We'd stand on the street corners and hold yep. signs and, mm-hmm. you know, do the stomping thing. You know, one of the things we would do is we would assemble the signs. So we would have whatever campaign we were endorsing at that time, they would drop off the signage or um, the, the holders for them. And mm-hmm. we would just, in our home, put them together, and somebody from the campaign would come by and pick them up and take them to where they needed to do, uh, to take them and put them in people's yards and uh, on the campaign trail. Those were some of the things we did. We did that from a very, very early age. Mm -hmm. We would take them to rallies. I wanted my kids to listen to what these people had to say, Mm -hmm. to to measure what they were saying against what we were teaching them and what was true and right, how to be discerning. Mm -hmm. When they became teenagers, then it became more of a passion for them. They would go walk uh, the campaign trail. They would go and work in a campaign office. They would make phone calls. And now that my children are all adults, they are very much involved. They will, in their places of employment, they'll bring political candidates that are running for local, state, even national um, positions, and they'll invite them to a company picnic or a company barbecue to come and hear what they have to say. So these are just small ways that don't put your family in danger if that's what you're afraid of, but it teaches your children to listen. It teaches them the judges that they put and they vote for, the decisions that they make, the opinions that they have, they will impact 
their society, the community that they live in. Um, yeah. That's exactly right. Well, the bottom line is, is that when Christians are uh, informed correctly and motivated, they can change the character of political debate. I thought it was really interesting the other day. I was watching uh, Carly Fiorina on the debate stage, and she was talking about abortion, and she detailed uh, what some of these videos from the Center for Medical Progress are showing. And I, I don't know, Connie, if you've had a chance to see any of them at all. I they, they break my heart, but I felt compelled to watch because I want to know what is happening, and it's changing the discourse of this country. And so Carly Fiorina made this point that um, now that we know, like we cannot claim innocence, right? Now we know that there that this is happening. And she said, this is not about a political right, the right that we have. This is about the character of our nation. And it really yeah. resonated with me. And that's what I want my children to know. We, Our nation has a character. And when Christians are informed and motivated, we change the, the character of the political discourse in this country. You know, uh, Wayne Grudem is a, a theologian that I uh, read occasionally. And he says that forgiveness of sin is the central message of the gospel. And it's the only way that people's hearts are truly transformed. But that's the opening of the full gospel story. The whole gospel uh, Grudem believes, includes a transformation. God's grace changes people, and as a result, they change everything around them. Families are renewed. Schools are rejuvenated. Businesses reorient their mission and purpose. Uh, and what's more, the gospel of Christ, because it changes hearts, changes the course of civil government. And when Christians get out of the arena of politics and get out of civil government, then what what we do is we turn into modern-day Gnostics. We believe, well, God doesn't really care. He's there, but he doesn't really care. And what we're doing in saying, well, I'm not going to vote, is we're saying it's going to it's gonna, uh, be what it's going to be. Heidi, you know, the truth of the matter is, Jesus created, we, we are created to be relational. We've talked about this before. We are designed to have a relationship with him. We're designed to have a relationship with others. Uh, being in a relationship involves being at a certain level of openness. We are called as we live on this earth, to be a light for a darkness. Mm -hmm. We cannot be a light for a darkness if we're sitting in our home doing nothing. Mm -hmm. We have to be engaging in conversation. It doesn't mean being rude. It doesn't mean being um, hostile. It just means being out there explaining and talking to those who will listen about the truth that we know, because these Folks, and you know, I worked on a campaign, a high-level campaign uh, for the for Congress, and as we were working on this, the 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 pressure was intense. The negative advertising was uh, pretty brutal. Uh, it didn't matter what the person stood for; the other person would twist it. We see that now. We see sure. it on the, on the among the debates. Um, yeah. Something skewed a little bit, but this I can tell you from having worked on high-level campaigns. Politicians have two things that they have to worry about, and that is that how much their phone rings, because that is their constituent. Are you calling them? They listen to that. Will you get up? Will you stand up? Will you speak up? That makes them pay attention. So it, they listen for the engagement of their constituents yep, and that's the right. action of their constituents. And mind you, that is what drives most of their votes. Yeah. Uh, I, was in re I was in Washington not long ago, and I was meeting with uh, a congressman. And, you know, I love I love our um, the Capitol. I love Washington. I do, too. I oh, I'm always history. telling Jay, 
I'm just like, if I didn't live here, I would live in Washington, D.C., and those people would be so sick of me, it'd be incredible. (laughs) I would never leave them alone. So James said I had to stay here in the Pacific Northwest as far away as we could get me from there. (laughs) You you sit at the feet of the Lincoln Memorial, right? And you you realize the incredible um, um, pressure that he was under. It was not easy. These folks that do step up and serve, I, I know we're down to, what, 16, 17 Republican candidates right now. You know, they're taking, they're under immense scrutiny, oh, yeah. as they should be, yeah. as they should be. Hot shots aren't, aren't acceptable. But the scrutiny of who you are and what you're going to stand for and what you're going to do, we look, I mean, look at what our inactivity, look at what our just allowing our president to do whatever he wanted. We've got a, a revised health care system. Our educational system has been turned upside down on its ear with Common Core. We have so, he fulfilled the promise of fundamentally changing America. Absolutely. And we mm-hmm. knew there was something about that, but we never in our dreams imagined he would be able to have accomplished as much as he's been able to accomplish. So when I was talking to this congressman, I, I made a comment. I said, you know, this place is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And he said, it yep. is. Yep. But what takes place within these walls is ugly. Yes. Mm. Wow. So why does it matter that we get up and we work hard to put people in office? Because God can work through his people to make the transformational change, Heidi, that you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. it starts with people. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And well, so it starts with prayer. Okay, let me say that. It starts with prayer, okay? But God works through people. Yeah. Yep. And I think if we're not praying, then we're not going to know how he wants us to get involved and what he wants us to do. And I think that's uh, really, you know, one of the themes that Dorinda and I have been uh, hitting on for the last couple of months here at the Busy Mom podcast is indifference. Mm -hmm. This idea that we live in a culture of indifference. And when I was uh, uh, protesting with my kids uh, in front of Planned Parenthood about a month ago, uh, right before we went out there, there was a priest who uh, came up to pray. And there was, you know, I've never done a protest before, so I didn't know what to expect. And I have all my kids there. We went to the Dollar Tree the night before. We made our signs, you know, and, um, and you know, my kids, someone said, are you really talking to your four-year-old about abortion? You better believe I am. Mm. You better believe I am because she lives here. And I'm not going into graphic detail, but she understands there is such a thing as abortion. I want, I, and, you know, she's young enough to where she, when I, yeah, she asked the kids, I don't know if this was a, a while ago, you know, um, do people really do that? She wanted to know what abortion was. And so I think my husband or someone just gently said to her, um, in this country, it's legal to kill your baby before they're born. And she looked at me with just the the truthfulness and innocence of a child and said, can you really kill a baby and not go to jail? <laughs> like, for, She was just in, incredulous, you know, that, that that could even happen. But I'll tell you, this priest was praying and he, what he, his prayer was, Lord, forgive us for our indifference. Forgive yeah. us for our indifference. And I think that that has got to be the rallying cry of this generation, that we would not be indifferent, that we would be before the Lord and bring all things before the Lord and allow him to work through us in the culture. And that is something that not only he desires to do, but that he can do. And uh, we are praying that God would bring revival uh, to our nation. That's for sure. You know, you know, Heidi, it, it is true. Uh, we're we're cut. We're sliced very thin with our time. You know, we we have to be busy about teaching and training and raising our children for the glory of the Lord. Uh, we're building strong families, 
that all takes time. And so you can't be out fighting every cause. That's right. It's just not possible. But you can go before the Lord and say, God, where is the area that I can make a difference in? What is the cause? Is it the educational? Is it Common Core? Is it the presidency? Is it, you know, the abortion? There are so many things being shaken in our country. Mm-hmm. You just pick one or two that you can really focus in on that is biblical. I mean, God God wants us to take care of the widows, and He wants us to take care of the orphans. He wants us to protect the lives of the unborn babies. Mm-hmm. Um, Find your area. Ask the Lord to give you a strong leading. Uh, maybe you're in the medical field, so uh, certain things, you know, are important to you. Um, pick those few things and then mm-hmm. work them and teach those to, to your children. And yeah. you're also teaching them a balance. You yep. know, they we can't be out there doing it all. And if we try, we'll lose our own family because we'll be out there fighting battles that, you know, maybe God doesn't want us necessarily to fight. Maybe that's somebody else's cause Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he wants to fight. So just like that movie, uh, War Room, you know, she's in the, she's in the closet and she's praying, God, raise them up, Lord, raise them up. Yeah, absolutely. Raise up our children. Yes. That they are to stand firm on God's Mm -hmm. principles. We are not to be apologetic, that we are to proclaim the truth. That we, there is a creator, there is a God. We are being sanctified. We are being, we are to be strategic. He is strategic with us. He yeah. saved us That's from right. our sins. And That's He right. wants us to, ha- to be in communion with us. He wants us to be busy about His. About his well, it's coming back um, to being salt and light, just being salt and light wherever we are in our communities and our yeah. families and our schools and our churches. Absolutely. That's, that's what God has uh, called us to be. Well, Connie, thank you so much for joining us today. We are just, it has been really great to talk to you. Dren and I are sitting here, you know, just like, all right, we're going to get out there. We're going to go down and make some signs. <laughs> we're going to go downstairs right now and, and tear it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just going to, you know, Hey, y'all are doing a great job. Um, don't be discouraged. And I love your word that you are just not going to be indifferent. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I commend your, you know, I want to encourage your audience. Don't be indifferent. Mm. Uh, be engaged. Be engaged in what God's calling you to be engaged in. And don't mm-hmm. criticize those that are. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And everyone who's listening, if you uh, didn't hear already, you can find Connie Albers at ConnieAlbers.com. I will link to her uh, over at the podcast today. We hope that you will share the word about the Busy Mom podcast with your friends and subscribe at the blog, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom.com.